Divine Warrior Ninjutsu Podcast. It is April 29th, 2018, and this is episode number 10. We have a slightly longer than normal show, so I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. We have an interview with Dai Shihan, Phil Lagar, who is currently living in Tokyo, Japan, and he's been there for a number of years as a as a result of his job, he is with the United States military. I do believe he's Marine Corps. Perhaps we will ask him about that. There's a, there's a time difference, and we have lots to talk about, so let's get started. Mr. Lagar, are you there? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, good morning, good night, good evening, good afternoon, uh, wherever it is uh, you are. Uh, for me, it's uh, 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Uh, I thought uh, I would talk to you about some of the things that are going on in Japan uh, relative to what Soke has been, uh, has changed in the Bujinkan over the last few months. Some of this he introduced, he discussed, he talked uh, us about at his uh, Daikomyosai uh, Shidoshikai event back in the beginning of December and started to roll it out. And we've had a few months of the new year to kind of digest uh, what Soke meant when he started talking about these things, about no more memberships and and increasing the Daishian numbers in the Bujinkan and and uh, these types of things. And uh, it's starting to become a bit clearer what he meant and what he means <clears throat> when he started bringing that out. So I thought we would talk about that uh, today. So the first thing I wanted to mention was uh, there's no more Shidoshikai. And... The Shidoshikai, if you recall, was a couple of things. One, it was a Shidoshi Minkyo license that you get when you pass the Godon test. And it was an annual membership after that. You got your Shidoshi license uh, with Godon and then an annual member card that uh, said that you were a member of the Shidoshikai. That was one part of it. The other part was uh, since they would have uh, generally quarterly get-togethers and he would call them a Shidoshikai and you had to be a Shidoshi in order to attend. Now, when I first started training in the Bujinkan, there was, uh, when I would come to Japan in the 80s, there was a regular class, and then on Sundays, I believe, there was the Shidoshi class. And you had to be a Shidoshi, at least to go down, in order to attend that class. Uh, over the years, that stopped, and probably when, since they got his home booth, uh, there by Atago Station, the first one, I believe, might have been when he stopped doing the Shidoshi-only class. I don't know, I don't recall, but it was sometime um, around that time when he when he got that dojo. So there was no more Shidoshi-only class, but he replaced that with having a, like a Shidoshi-kai get-together. And the member cards of of course, uh, have stayed the same 
over the years. The only difference, the only other thing that was uh, changed or canceled was there was a couple years ago, no more Shidoshi Hope, which uh, meant that you were a member of the Shidoshi Kai, <coughs> but you were below the rank of fifth Don. And he stopped doing that uh, several years ago. So, no more Shidoshi Kai, so there's a vacuum there, and um, no more member cards to go with it. That creates a bit of a vacuum, so what comes in its place? And I hear... I hear people all the time asking me, well, if you can't be a member, if you're not a member of an organization, are you a part of it anymore? Or what rights or privileges do you lose? And um, I guess the short answer to that is, yes, you're still part of the Bujinkan. You're just not a card-carrying member. You know, you can whip it out of your wallet and say, look, I'm part of the Bujinkan. You know, quite frankly, there were many, many people training in the Bujinkan that were never members anyway. And it was not something that was absolutely enforced anyway. So the question, I guess, is what rights or privileges do, do I lose by not being a member? And as far as I can tell, there are none. Now, some of the sensei said that Daishihan are allowed to create their own memberships, membership organizations or cards for their organizations if they like. So an example of that would be if uh, me as the head of my little group, uh, the Takasegi Dojo, Bujinkan Takasegi Dojo, if I wanted to say, People that train with me have to be members. And if you want to have a dojo that has my warrior name on it, then you have to be a member. I could do that. If I have hold a seminar and I say everyone has to be a member of my organization in order to attend, I can do that. And I can charge you whatever I want. Thousand bucks uh, a year, ten dollars a year, whatever, whatever I want to do, if that's what I choose to do. That's for my own organization. Now, if you come to Japan, do you have to be a member of one of the Daishihan's organizations that they're creating in order to train with Hatsumi or to train with, uh, to train at Hombu? Say Nagato, you have to join Nagato's uh, club as a member in order to train with Nagato at his uh, you know, weekly classes or Saturday night class or something like that. Uh, the answer is uh, currently no. Although some of the dai Japanese Daishihan uh, are charging a member fee. And it, I have not seen it personally yet, but I've only heard about it uh, secondhand that 
if you want to be a chart in a part of Ishizuka San's uh, dojo, you can be a member of his dojo, and there's a membership fee for that. Uh, I heard, uh, I don't know if it's true, that uh, Shiraishi is also doing something like that. Uh, are they, are you uh, not allowed to train with them when they, uh, when they teach at Hombu without being a card carrying member of their, or their groups? Uh, I don't think so. I believe the intent is if you want to be a part of Ishizuka's group in the future, um, be known as a, a member of his um, dojo club, if you will, you can do so. You can be a member. Now, this may change over time. This may become something uh, more strict. And maybe if Soke were not around anymore or retired or something, that they may make it that you would have to be a member in order to train with them because, you know, frankly, they probably want to, restrict how many people can come train with them uh if you who knows if soke retires or god forbid passes on which i mean he is human it will happen someday uh, what happens to that dojo building who's going to get it it's probably going to get torn down or given back to the government or um, the city or somebody may buy it i don't know but Potentially, there won't be a nice big dojo for everybody to go to and train. So, what are, what is, where is Shiraishi going to teach? Nagato going to teach? Ishizuka going to teach? They're probably going to go back to teaching at community centers and places like that, uh, town halls, uh, the gym location, the Shimizu Cohen gym, something like that. So, they're going to have to, most likely restrict how many people train with them some fashion. So it's kind of a natural thing. So I wanted to address that because the two, the two big topics that I get emailed about daily are, do I have to be a member of so-and-so's Daishihan group in order to train or since they said it's up to the Daishion for members and this, there's five Daishion in my country. Which one do I have to join? And I, um, I have to address that constantly. And the answer is you don't have to join any group. You absolutely do not have to join a, another Daishion's group unless you really, unless you want to be a part of that Daishion's organization. There is no Daishion that should be advertising Hombu memberships, Bujinkan Hombu memberships. No, they are not allowed to collect money saying that it's for Hombu, for Hatsumi's Hombu. They are allowed, they are allowed to charge a member fee for their own Hombu group, their group. So, for example, I'm the head of BTSD. My homebu is right here in Japan because this is where I'm living. So a lot of times I'll say my little Fusa dojo or the Akota Air Base dojo is my homebu. Okay, that's natural. Uh, all the Daishihan all over the world have their own home place. Uh, most of them have their own uh, dojo names that are 
you know, that they add, that we add on to Bujinkan, minus Bujinkan, Takasegi Dojo, Hawk Justice Dojo. A lot of people have, uh, names like that, right? And a, if they're charging a homebu membership, it's their homebu. It's their own group homebu. Uh, the other question is, I'm a 15th Don, I'm not a Daishi Han, can I still order, uh, member, or uh, promotions and patches and things from homebu? From Hatsumi? Absolutely, yes you can. You absolutely can continue to order your stuff if you're a Godan, a Shidoshi, a Godan or higher, you can still go directly to Hatsumi Sensei. That has not changed. Sensei has said he wants the Daishihan to take more of a leadership role in their countries. This is true. But you are still allowed as a Godan, Shidoshi or higher, to get your own memberships. Oh, I'm sorry, not memberships, your own uh, promotions. You can get your own promotions and your patches and your stars and stuff like that and lapel pins and all at the Shidoshi price directly from Hombu, from Hatsumi Sensei's Hombu. It does make it easier for the admins if you consolidate orders with someone that you trust, obviously, who can put them in as a package for you. Uh, example of that is I, I put in a lot of promotions for 15th Don's, uh, even Daishihan in the States. They will PayPal me the funds and email me the photographs if there's someone, uh, or of their Godon certificate if they're being promoted, or someone that's fifth on or higher is being promoted, and uh, we have, I have a whole kind of little system for that. You can use the forms that we have, and that can all be pretty much emailed to me, and then I compile that list of maybe that person has 10 promotions they want, Somebody else has uh, five promotions, somebody else has uh, 20, um, some patches and all that. I try to compile all that, and at one time, I'll take it into the admins. You know, either uh, stand there and have them all processed if I have the time, which takes several hours, usually three or four hours, or I'll drop them off and say, hey, I'll pick these up next week or something of that nature. This really helps them. So they're not taking, you're not getting a letter from ten people with small orders or getting one uh, letter, if you will, from me uh, or one package or one letter from somebody somewhere else in the States or overseas with all of those orders uh, compressed or compiled in it. And another thing that I do most, I usually do is I'll get a lot of blank forms blank certificates uh, up to fourth Don. Uh, I won't do any a blank certificate. I won't do it. Well, I can't uh, that I know of do a blank certificate above that. But uh, what I mean is I'll get a blank uh, Shodan or Nidan or Sandan for people, and then I'll just fill it in. And that way, uh, that way the admins aren't having to write the names and all that stuff in there. I can do that. I can put the, the date, the year, 
the Heisei year and all that in it uh, properly. Uh, what I need is the actual certificate itself with the right stamp on it from Hatsumi Sensei. And he has those, the Don ranks up to through fourth Don. He's already has those pre-done. So it's basically, I can just, here's some money. I can just grab them and go and I'm not wasting any, uh, more time for the admin. So I can get in and out and do that. And I don't have, Soke doesn't have to be present for those for fifth Don and above. To get those certificates, uh, Soke has to be present because he actually writes those himself. And on a rare case I've had where Sensei was there, but he had to go somewhere and he told, uh, Furuta, hey, uh, do these, all these for Phil. That's no problem. And Furuta, Furuta-san is standing there going, what? I have to do these 10th Don and 8th Don and whatever Don certificates? And since it says, yeah, 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 you just go ahead and do them. So I won't say who, but there are some people out there who have a few certificates that were actually painted by, high rank certificates that were painted by Furuta. But that is a very rare thing, and um, uh, it's only, it's not something that Furuta could just say, well, Sensei's not here, so I'll do this for you. No, they're not allowed to do that. But if Soke were to say it and then he had to say go somewhere, uh, that there's a small possibility that that could happen, depending. So I hope that kind of clears things up um, about the member and the Shidoshikai. No more Shidoshikai. I guess the other piece beyond uh, the membership part of the Shidoshikai is and and um there's no Shidoshikai meetings anymore. Well what replaced it? Well what replaced it is what Soke now calls the Buyukai. And Buyukai is a um really just means kinda martial arts friendship group, if you will. Martial Friends Club. And um you know, martial good feeling club kind of thing. And what Soke's intent on this, I believe, is that you don't have to be a Shidoshi now to go to the party. You can be any rank. We're not restricting or make keeping an elitist uh, group within the Bujinkan. We're just opening it up for everyone. Quarterly basis, he's going to have a Buyukai meeting, which uh, in the past, the Shidoshikai meetings were a lunch, and it was 10,000 yen to go eat lunch. It's 100 bucks. It's kind of expensive. But uh, Buyukai's, he's dropped that down to 5,000 yen, so only half price for uh, lunch. And then I believe the intent was it'll be uh, a short, very short uh, session where Sensei talks about what he's, how he's feeling and uh, the good, goodness of us getting together and the direction of the Bujinkan as uh, Buyu uh, Fellowship. And, and then his intent is for you to sit there and uh, enjoy lunch, have a, a few drinks if you're not driving and, and mingle with uh, your your Buyukai mates, you know, your friends, um, and get to know people a little bit better in a more social setting. If you think about it, Sensei 
doesn't have any time to be social with anybody except at times like these. He's either teaching or he's writing a book or he's painting or he's doing orders for people, promotions and whatnot. Uh, he's very, very busy. And uh, if he's not in Noda where everybody goes for training, uh, then he's at his house out in Ibaraki. And he doesn't drive. So having these little parties once a quarter is a nice way for him to also socialize with everyone. And uh, I was fortunate to be at the uh, the last one, or the first one, I guess, if you will, the first Buyukai a few weeks ago. And Soke honored me with the Buyu Show uh, Award or title or certificate. <laughs> I'm not still not really sure what it means. To be a, a Boo You show, but um, I guess I'm the first one, and um, I'm very humbled by it to accept, you know, to receive that award or be recognized by Sensei for it. Uh, some of the reason I got the award is he said that uh, because of my compassion for my good friend Mark when he had his issues a year ago. He was in the hospital for a long time, and uh, we lost his wife and and uh, had his heart surgery. And uh, compassion around, uh, I guess, uh, going to see him uh, uh, quite a bit and almost daily, and then helping him when he got out of the hospital and spending time with him and helping him recover uh, as best I could. Uh, that impressed okay quite a bit, and. He said that he wants everybody to be like that. He wants our Bujin Khan to be a Buyu Kai, um, filled with kindness and compassion for each other and friendship, looking out for one another and all that. I mean, we're all, all of us are getting older. Those of us, uh, that are, that have been around a long time, we're older than, than most and, uh, there have been a lot of uh, people that we all respect and revered and uh, who have passed away and that were in Pujankan people, uh, the Dick Severances and the Ed Martins and the Greg Geeks. Uh, there are many, many uh, people, Butch, uh, Bing. Um, there are a lot of people that have passed away that uh, we all have. You know, we're in the art, maybe near the beginning or in the beginning. And uh, so that's a kind of a natural thing. I think that Soke wants us to be uh, cognizant of that and kind to each other. And rather than being uh, competitive in this art or mean-spirited or whatever, building, focused on building your own uh, stronghold, if you will, group. you should uh, open up and be more kind and compassionate. I mean, last year was the Kenon Doshi, right? That was um, the Buddhist Ken uh, uh, kindness, compassion uh, theme, one of the sub-themes that we had that permeated the year. And so this year he's continuing it with the Buyu Kai spirit, uh, the spirit of Buyu Kai, and then the Buyu Show award that I received. And he told everyone that they, 
you can watch the video. A couple people put it up of Soke's speech. That people should uh, emulate my example, I guess. And so I was very humbled by that. <clears throat> and, you know, the fact that the, the circumstances around why I, Soke thought I qualified for that award, I don't, I, I don't like to think about because I, you know, I love my friend Mark, uh, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And so I accept it and, and, uh, I am humble, but I'm not going to be falsely humble. I accept it, uh, openly and I will try to be that example for people to follow. So that kind of leads me into some, another topic, uh, related, but about Daishihan and, before I go on, though, I want to take a, a couple minutes and see if there are any questions related to what I just talked what I just talked about about the Shidoshi Kai and about the memberships. I know that some places require insurance for training in certain countries and stuff like that. I was just wondering. I know that sometimes it's dependent on memberships, and that increases their fees. I think I've never had to deal with it. I've been asked if I had insurance once but were not required by law it just changed the dynamic of some of the places that we were allowed to train at that's all like how does that uh, how's the new no membership thing going to affect insurance or other related areas so uh putting that uh the cost of uh, insurance you know as a membership fee is uh perfect i mean that's a great thing to do and you're you're, uh, you're allowing people to feel like they're part of your group and, uh, you're, they're also being covered by the insurance and, or you're covering, you're, you're covered by the insurance as well, most likely. So yeah, that's a, there's a great example of, uh, a member fee, right? Having a, maybe a dual purpose. Do you have to be a Daishian to do that? No, in their case, they need the insurance. So that's kind of how they bundle that up. And now that there's no more member fee for Homebu, <clears throat> that frees up 2,000 yen a year for a regular student and uh, 15,000 yen a year for the Shidoshis. Cool. So the new Buyukai is open to everybody now, not like the old um, Shidoshi Kai. It's open for any rank now? Right. Yeah, you could be a white belt and go to the Buyukai uh, party. That, that's the intent. And if you uh, recall, Soke said last year the training at Hombu is going to be focused more on the lower ranks, no longer on the Daishihan or the 15th on level ranks. They're going to be for the lower ranks. And he even joked to me that he laughed and said, yeah, Phil, we're going to get a whole lot of new uh, green belts and white belts coming to the Hombu now. That'll be That'll be exciting. You know, no more of these old people coming, the senior rank people <laughs> coming all the time. And he just, and he said old like him, right? And me, of course. And, uh, you know, and people thought they might have heard that or, uh, heard him talk about that, about how the focus is not going to be on the senior levels anymore. It's going to be on the junior levels. A lot of people took that to mean that Someone of, say, my rank was not allowed to go to Hombu anymore. And that's, you know, that's just absolutely not the case. Anybody's welcome at Hombu. Uh, anybody. 
the training will focus more on the training itself may focus more on the junior ranks. Uh, emphasis more on the Kion Hapo and the Sanshin. Since they've been talking about that for a long time too. We have to be able to do it. The 15th Dons have to be able to demonstrate it perfectly. There can't be any confusion about what is a, in the Kion Hapo, what is a Sanshin. Right? So the, the training is great. Uh, have I seen the training at the, more emphasized on the, the junior ranks yet this year. I have actually seen a little bit of it here and there, but not a lot. Uh, he focused one Sunday, or one class I was at on just drawing a sword. He focused another class a lot on how to, uh, uh, turn the bow over when striking. And I thought these were really basic things to do, but he, Wanted us to, he emphasized that, wanted everyone to do it. And, and, uh, a lot of the techniques start now from somewhere in the Kionapo sometimes. So, uh, that's all I've seen. I haven't really seen, uh, the, the complete focus on the junior ranks, but, uh, I have seen evidence of it. So that's cool. So yes, anyone can be in the Buyukai. What's, uh, I had an issue, uh, uh, argument actually, uh, with one of the Japanese, uh, who's a friend of mine, because one night in Hombu, this was early last year, I want to say about this, about exactly a year ago, and one of the Japanese black belts, uh, females, she brought about 10, of her female green belt students to Hombu one, one, uh, one day or one night. And I thought, wow, that is really cool. And they, the, the ladies took a couple photos with Sensei and we, you know, we did training and everything. But at the end of class, this uh, other Japanese who was more senior, been around a long time, not one of the Shiteno, but, uh, a senior Japanese person who's trained a long time. She started uh, bitching out the lady for bringing so many green belts to the dojo. And he said the homebu dojo is for the senior people, not for the junior people. And I I jumped in there because the lady was crying and, and I really didn't like that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I was told, well, it's none of your business. I'm like, no, I am a Daishi Han, so it is my business. What the hell are you doing? And it got explained to me like that. Uh, well, it, I'm telling her she can't bring all these green belts to dojo. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The dojo is for everybody, not just senior ranks. And the individual said, oh, uh, quite emphatically, no, the dojo is for the advanced people. You shouldn't be bringing all these, all these green belts. You're taking up too much space. I'm like, no, pal, you're wrong. The dojo is for everybody. This is, that is sensei's desire. Well, then later in the, well, that, unfortunately that lady never came back and she never brought any more students to the dojo for the whole year, the rest of the year. And it's just a shame. But it's funny that at the end of the year last year, since they said, well, now training is going to be for the green belts, you know, and the, the new, the junior ranks. 
just kind of interesting. So I've got to reach out to uh, that individual and see if she's planning to bring her students back to the dojo at any time or not. Now that Sensei's uh, made that that decree, I think with the the having that first Buyu Kai kind of um, puts puts that on the path uh, for her to come back with her students if she wants to at some point in time. Yeah. How are we going to know when those Buyukai meetings are taking place? You have to be here in Japan, my friend. The Buyukai right now, because since Hatsumi Sensei is living in Japan and not leaving, so he will have a his Buyukai on a Sunday after training uh, once a month. And we're, I mean, I live here, and I'm lucky if I hear about it. Uh, a week ahead of time. So I don't think they're pre-scheduled for the whole year yet. You know, scheduling is one thing that we have a hard time figuring out from Sensei. Uh, I can tell you that since we had the Buyukai a few weeks ago, um, there's a good chance there'll be another Buyukai in about three months. And I know that's, I know what you're driving at because you want to come to Japan, so you want to make your Japan trip coincide with uh, maybe having a Buyukai, right? I, I get that. But maybe that's not just not going to happen um, unless Sensei puts out a schedule ahead of time. If he, if he ever does, we'll be sure to let everyone know that we can uh, through multi, multimedia, social media. But uh, for right now, it's just like, okay, I'm having a Buyukai next week. Everybody show up. In fact, I didn't know I had to be there until the uh, Friday night before training, before the Sunday class. In fact, I was there Friday night, and Sensei goes, are you going to come Sunday? I'm like, well, I hadn't planned on it because I ran a race that morning with uh, Joanne on Sunday. And I was planning to run the race and then, you know, relax the rest of the day. And he said, no, no, you have to come. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll be there. But um, what it was is I could make the uh, Buyukai, but I wasn't sure I could make training because the race, uh, Japanese run these races kind of late in the morning. They start at like 9 it was a 5K, so I ended, you know, 9.30 or so. And by the time I had to leave Joanne here, she got a ride back home uh, with somebody. And so I raced back home, showered, and drove to Hombu. And I got in the last uh, half of class after the, the break, which that worked out pretty good. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I, was, I knew about it the Sunday before. And Mark and I kind of looked at each other and said, I'm not going, I'm not going. And we weren't going to go to, to it. Um, and, uh, and then I went to, because I wasn't going to make Sunday's class, I tried to make it to the Friday. I tried to make it during the week, uh, now once, a, once or twice a week. So I made the Friday night class and he said, you got to go. So <laughs> there you, ha- there you have it. I was the person getting the award and I didn't really know until, you know, two days before. Okay. 
Buyu Kai. Everybody can be a part of that, and Sensei considers all of you in the Buyu Kai, wherever you are. Uh, guess what? That means Daishihan are probably going to have their own Buyu Kais. Right? So maybe we'll stop calling them Taikais and people will start calling them the seminars where a lot of people get together as a Buyu Kai. Right? There's no license on the name. So I, I suspect we'll start seeing Buyu Kai uh, seminars and or Buyu Kai parties and things. Uh, all over the world by other Daishion, and that's perfectly fine. I think that's Sensei's design, his intent. How's Hatsumi Sensei's wife these days? She went into a nursing home in November last year. So she has a, a form of dementia, and she has many medical problems um, uh, related to that uh, with her back and, and hips and whatnot. And so Sensei just had been her primary caregiver for a number of years and just not able to do it anymore, especially when the dementia started to set in. And because he's not there all the time and he can't drive. So it was a big burden on him that was somewhat lifted by putting her into a facility that could give her the best care possible. And I ask him every week, how's she doing? And he, you know, he says, you know, she's crazy, but she's doing okay. And, uh, she's got five doctors hovering over her 24-7 and she's got the best care that, um, that he can possibly, uh, afford. And, and she's there in, in NOTA. So when he's in NOTA for teaching and for business and whatnot, uh, at the office, he can go over and see her pretty easily. How does one become a Dai Shihan? So, path to Dai Shihan. I notice we misspelled Dai Shihan, but, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, there is becoming a clearer path to Dai Shihan now. Uh, last year, when Sensei was giving away Daishihan Awards, and he asked me <clears throat> to give him some recommendations, and he said that he was going to have the Daishihan start doing more and more. I, uh, along with probably a lot of other people, went into kind of a panic mode thinking, wow, he's going to stop teaching and turn this over to us. And so I gave him a few recommendations for people. Because I thought he was it was just not going to be available anymore or, or happen again, and I gave him recommendations for a few people that I knew weren't going to be able to come to Japan and uh, that were my own students or friends, good friends of mine. And uh, you know, it wasn't an all-inclusive list; it was just a few uh, that I did quickly. And then, uh, pretty much after I did that, uh, I a few weeks later I realized. Well, he's not actually going to stop teaching. And so I, I stopped doing those recommendations and I didn't recommend anybody else uh, because he started to articulate the path to being a Daishion. Uh, the path to being a Daishion is you have to be a 15th Don at, as a minimum and a Yushu Shihan if, uh, is not absolute, but, uh, is good. You have to be a 15th Don or recommended for 15th on, 
and now, and you have to be in Japan. So you have to be a 15th on, or you sushi on, and you have to come to Japan. Right? I cannot recommend somebody who is, uh, that meets those qualifications, but isn't in Japan. He's just not taking them anymore. However, if you are in that category, 15th on and or Yushushi on, and you're not able to come to Japan for the next couple of years, and you feel you uh, should have a Daishi on, I encourage you to write Sensei a letter in Japanese. And if you have uh, another Daishi Han or two who would put in a good word for you or agree that to put uh, their names on your letter, then do that. And just clearly state, I'm not able to come to Japan because I have family issues or medical issues or monetary issues or whatever the case may be. And uh, these other two. This other Daishion or two or three Daishion also recommend me. And Sensei may, I emphasize the word, he may grant you a Daishion. Then again, he may not. He may strictly hold to you have to be present to win. I don't know. I believe it's probably a case-by-case thing. And uh, it may be something where it's a forcing function. He wants to force these people to come to Japan in order to receive this award. And I believe it's probably a final award. I don't. Um, it's not a rank award. It's a title. But it is kind of related to rank, right? Because you have to be a 15th on at least to receive it. So. Um, the the difference between that, I mean, it is a title, it's not a rank, but it is tied to rank. The difference between that and the Buyu Kai or, or Buyu Show that I received are, are vast. Okay, Buyu Show has nothing related to your rank involved in it. A Green belt, ninth Q, whatever could probably be the next Buyu show if they, if whatever they did or their demeanor or character demonstrated something to Sensei of the, the Buyu feeling, you know, he could give that Buyu show award out. He's probably going to reserve it for more senior people, but it's not required and not necessary because it means Buyu means everybody. So it's kind of a clear path, right? Because that's the other thing I get. I get, uh, do I have to be a member of some other Daishion? Can I submit my own uh, promotion requests? Uh, I'm a I'm a six don living in somewhere, right? Or do I have to go through Ashidoshi? We talked about that. No, you don't absolutely have to. You know, you don't have to be a member of any other Daishion. And uh, how do I get? You know, how do I get my Daishi on? And I, I, you know, I can understand if people are in a panic that, oh, he's going to, he's going to retire soon. And, you know, I, I want to, I've been training 30 years and I just can't get to Japan this, this month. 
I can understand that uh, frustration or that feeling. I had sort of that feeling, as I said, back in October, November uh, last year. I thought, wow, he's going to pop his tabby or, you know, he's just going to retire. And, and I, even when I felt that, I didn't do anything. But then he asked me specifically, no, Bill, you're my senior Daishion Gaijin. I want recommendations from you. Give me some recommendations. And I gave him a couple. I felt really bizarre about it. And then he said, no, give me some more. And I gave him a couple more. And then a few a month goes by, and I just kind of blew it off a little bit after that and said, well, I'll just see what happens after the new year, right? And then it became clear that, no, he's not retiring, and he's not turning everything over to just the Daishion. Things are going to be sort of like normal. He's just opening it up for more of the junior people. So uh, I stopped. He hasn't asked me for any more recommendations, so I have uh, not given him any more recommendations. Hopefully that path is clear for you. Uh, you if uh, for some reason you still have uh, concerns or confusion about it and you're at that level and feel like you should be uh, Daishion, uh, just write to Sensei. I'm not the guy making the call on the shots. I, I can inform him, but as I'm going to talk about in a minute, uh, my me informing him has limited value sometimes. He sometimes listens to me and sometimes he doesn't. So this path to Daishion, well, there's one guy out there who created his own path. His name is Damian Ellis. This guy lives in California. He's a fraud. He fraudulently got his judon by forging two recommendation letters one it had so you had to have three you still have to have three recommendations for judon that's the only rank where you absolutely have to have recommendations and they need to be from uh, other fellow tenthons or higher and he had one recommendation that was legit by someone that he fooled into thinking that he was a good guy and that he was deserving of it. But then he uh, didn't get two other recommendations, so he forged two, two people's letters and their names in order to get his judon. And that came to Hombu, and the admin saw it and thought there was something fishy with it because he had just gotten his godon or, uh, or, rokodon, or rokodon, I can't remember, Maybe this is Godon like the year before. And the admins asked Mark to look into it. And Mark looked into it, and one of the people who whose uh, forged recommendation was one of my students, or one of my good friend's students, right? And uh we let them know he let me know and then i let them know and then they came back with uh, we don't even know this guy and what the, or what the hell is this guy doing and uh put a big red x mark was able to put a big red x in the guy's page in his in the rank book but he still ended up getting his judon and then he came to Japan uh, a year later, last year, 
and somehow met with Sensei at Hombu and got his 15th done all by himself. Well, you know where we're going, right? So this year he shows up, uh, and I'm in Niseko snowboarding, and I get a I get a note saying, hey, the guy, Damian Ellis is in class, and somebody recommended him for Daishion to Hatsumi Sensei, and what are we going to do about it? And I'm like, crap, this is the fraud guy. So I sent my note to, I sent a note to Furuta, uh, explicitly telling him, please do not, please advise Sensei, do not give this guy a dashion. This is the fraud guy. He's got the big red X in his book. Do not let this happen, please. And, uh, this was, uh, Saturday night, I think, or Sunday, maybe it was Sunday that I heard about it, and I was coming back from Niseko, and then I came to class Tuesday night, and I got to class just as this knucklehead was getting his Daishion certificate presented to him in front of the class. And so I was, well, I hope you can understand how I was feeling at the time. I was pretty livid about it, but... I respect Soke and the Bujinkan, and I, there was no way I was going to bring that up publicly in front of everybody. So I glared at that guy, and he ended up moving across the other side of the room and training with somebody. And uh, he had been standing over, when I started training over in um, Mark and my corner there in the back right, or the front right. And I just... Moved over there and was training with uh, my partner and just stared at him pretty hard and then he just moved. So he spent the whole class, looked like he was about ready to pass out, sweating and it looked very concerned. He avoided me, avoided eye contact. He avoided Soke even. Soke would come over to where he was and he would look down, look away, move out of the way, and pretend to not be there the whole time. So I don't know. I didn't get to read his Daishion certificate, but maybe there was something in, in there the way Soke worded it. Because uh, Soke told um, uh, someone uh, that that piece of paper was worthless. That he was just going to give it to him anyway, and the piece of paper was worthless because everybody knows his true character, and that's the most important thing. A piece of paper is not is not going to replace what your character is, right? Your integrity, who you are. So no matter what kind of piece of paper you have, that will never trump what who you are, who you really are, or how you're perceived. So in that regard, that gets us back to the Buyu show and the Buyu feeling, right? And the kindness and compassion. And so I uh, just dropped it. Uh, I thought, well, okay. Sensei's being, maybe he's being compassionate in a way. This guy feels sorry for the guy. The guy is going to have to endure all this. Uh, everybody in the world knows the kind of fraud he is now. It's been put out quite a bit. 
and maybe that's his penance. So I'll have to live with that. So yeah, here you go. Here's your award. Congratulations. Now go try to live it. <laughs> right? So I think that's, and, uh, Big Darren, I, I was told Big Darren was the one who recommended him, but Darren said, told me, uh, after class that night that he was at Soke's office on Sunday when Soke was getting ready to write it out. And he told him three times to please don't do that, to talk to Phil first. And since they told Darren, don't worry about it, it's not a problem. Just leave it alone. So Darren did try to correct that. I don't think he knew about the guy when he recommended him. You know, this guy, Damien's pretty sleazy and a bit of a con artist. So he probably conned Darren into that. And then when Darren found out, he tried to have that fixed and because Damien's an American, I'm an American and he knew that I was trying to get this stopped. He told us, okay, three times he said, please don't do that. Not until you talk to Phil. And since they was like, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's not a problem. So maybe since they didn't want me involved, maybe he's trying to protect my boo show. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. But we couldn't get it stopped, and he got it, and now he's got to live with it. So I just want everybody to know the guy's name is Damien Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, the big guy, lives in California somewhere. So that's the wrong path to Daishion, I have to say. The right path is to come to Japan via 15th Don, a legitimate 15th Don or Yushu Shion already. And then let Soke see you and go, oh, you should be Daishion. You know, shouldn't walk up to him and say, I'd like to have my Daishion certificate now, please. No. Another thing, I've seen some people, uh, like, post up uh, numerous times, well, I received, I was awarded my Daishion in July or something such last year, but I didn't actually, I, I didn't receive it until November, but I actually got it in July. It's like, who gives a crap when you got the damn thing? I got mine almost five years ago, so there you go. You know, if I wanted to take that route, I out trump everybody except a few people. Right? Jack and I and a couple others got ours uh, way back. Right? At the same time that uh, Shtena got theirs. Uh, does, that, does that mean anything? Absolutely not. It's not, again... It's, it's sort of related to rank, but it's, it's a title. So don't let your ego get to you on these kinds of things. They're just titles or just pieces of paper and, you know, stay the path. Stay on the path. And if you can come to Japan and you fit those categories and you can come to Japan in the next year, come to Japan. You'll receive it. Right? I'm the first uh, Boo You show, right? So what? I guarantee you there'll be another one soon. There'll probably be many. Because we have some great people in the Bujin Khan that probably deserve that type of recognition you know, more than me. So I look forward to uh, hearing about uh, other people's stories and seeing other people recognized uh, for that type of an award or that, that type of thing. All right, I'm going to pause again for questions.
So you'd mentioned 10th Don. You need three signatures or three recommendations for that rank, but is that the only one, or is there any more that you need that? No. I just suggest that if you have, you're going to write a letter to get a <coughs> Daishihan, <coughs> excuse me, or even maybe a Yushu Shion, you're not able to come to Japan, then it'd be good for you to have a couple other people who are Daishion have their uh, approvals that you could uh, state in your letter. But there's no absolute. The only absolutes are, <coughs> excuse me, the Godon test, you have to pass the Godon test, you know, with the uh, stick on the head, and a Saki test, and for Judon, you need three signatures. And those three signatures for 10th Dan are absolute, right? Like, so, if you get one signature that's a Dai Shihan, does that mean I don't need two more because he his, his value is more weighty than others? Or do I still need three regardless of what rank they are? Well, we get a little fuzzy on that. I would say yes. You still need three signatures. They have to be 10th Don or above. But, and I, I'm... I'm not trying to be special or anything, but Soke has told me I don't need three signatures. Anybody I recommend, I, I can do just by myself. Uh, apparently that goes for Daishion as well. But, uh, yeah. So typically you need three signatures, Judon or higher. He hasn't said if it, one of them is a Daishion and that's all you need, but he has told me personally that I don't need three signatures. Just like he told me long ago, I can give the Godon test on my own, don't need to have a video, don't need three uh, other uh, 15th Dons or above witnessing the Godon test to make it legit and all that. I just can do it on my own and and just tell him. Uh, it, you know, I, you know, honestly, I wish Soke was a little firmer on all these things and, and didn't give, uh, like waivers or accommodations to people and just, or, or if he does, he would make it public and <clears throat> I don't, <clears throat> some of it, I think he's just doing it, <clears throat> excuse me, like, He's creating these these Daishion things and Yushushion things and all that, and he's uh, taking away the membership from Hombu just maybe to see how people react. And that's can I would consider it all a test. So it's kind of like uh, being in the army, right? Do the right thing all the time, even when nobody's watching. That's kind of the idea, right? So can you game the system like Ellis? Or yeah, you sure can. That's because we don't have a, a rigid of a gun control system, if you will, right? Uh, that in the Bujin Khan. So, Soke doesn't lose a whole lot of sleep over it. If people slip through the cracks and do things that maybe they shouldn't do, uh, you know, when's the last time you heard about somebody being kicked out of the Bujin Khan? Right? Even, 
Stephen Hayes wasn't kicked out of Ujinkan. His name was taken off the rank board. He was no longer considered of rank on the board. But was he kicked out of the Bujinkan? No, he wasn't. He wasn't given a Haman. Monaka, was he kicked out of the Bujinkan? No, he resigned from the Bujinkan. Yeah, Prather wasn't kicked out of the Bujinkan, even though he convicted a uh, criminal. Uh, Bryn wasn't kicked out of the Bujinkan, even though he was a convicted criminal and went to jail. So, there you have it. <laughs> That's why I say my my influence is very limited. Sensei will listen to me, but then he, he rarely will do anything that, uh, well, he won't always do what I recommend him, that he do. And he has a grander purpose. He sees things higher than, from a higher level than I do. So I am not one to question him on that. I regret some of these things that he does, but, you know, maybe I'm very myopic and I don't see the grand picture. So I'm just, I'm just trying to be a better person myself. Since he's given me this award, it's really an opportunity for me to be a better person. And I'm trying to be that better person. So that leads me to the theme of control, one of the themes, right? Mutadori, control, and no power. Those are kind of the three enduring themes this year. They were the themes last year. And since they will say in class quite often that Mutodori is control. And true control is is no not using power or uh, not relying on power and true control is mutodori so those intertwine as three they intertwine quite well and uh see somebody getting ready to grab an egg right so you know how you can hold an egg and you can squeeze it without cracking it, right? The egg resists being cracked and you're not, but you have complete control over that egg. You can pick it up, walk around with it, crack it, do whatever you want, but you can't, it's hard to squeeze it to crack if you put equal pressure around it. So the, I think everybody knows, understands what control means, uh, controlling the space around your opponent used to be the KUKON, it was like a focus on a KUKON, and now it's, uh, it's been the last year or so, it's been the 10 point where you, you revolve around a Koname point or you, uh, create a point on your opponent, move around them. Uh, I think the Koname was, uh, it was a point on your opponent that you moved it around, and now it's more of a, 10 is more of a point around you, your center point where you evolve, you revolve around to control your opponent. But it goes way beyond that now. Uh, Sensei's even showing where you ignore the point, the Shiten, and you're still controlling the opponent. So that's some of the Godon test type stuff. And where Sensei will wave his hand and Shiraishi can't cut him. 
And since A is saying, I think you said in class the other day, that you have to be able to control your opponent even when you're not in control. Right? You're not in that position to control them, but you still have to figure out how to control them. So that's the kind of focal point, uh, I think, right now in training is how do we, uh, how do we control our opponent without reliance on a Shiten point or a Konami point? And we might not even be in control of ourselves. How do we still control our opponents? I'll let you think about that for a second. Pretty difficult, right? If you thought about it, how the hell do you do that? It's uh, probably not something you're going to learn in a seminar in the States or in Europe. It's probably something you're not going to learn at Homebu with one or two classes. It's probably not something you're going to pick up coming to training over here for two weeks. If you do come over here and train for a couple of weeks, it's something that you'll take home and probably have to work on, but you'll have a glimmer of it. But hell, it's not something I can do. And I've been over here three years now. Yeah, it's difficult stuff. I'm not sure how this fits into Sensei's going to focus training on the lower ranks now. <laughs> he keeps showing all this really advanced stuff. But hey, it's Sensei. So, who knows? I will tell you, uh, the other half of the control your opponent is understanding how not to be controlled yourself by your opponent. Now, Sensei calls up Ukes all the time, right? And I watched him call up one uh, Uke one day in class, and he called him up repeatedly. And actually two of them. One, uh, one was a Japanese and I won't say who the other one was, but he was a foreigner. Really good guy. I like him a lot. Used to live in Japan. Uh, great guy. But he told the individual, you'll be killed if you can't figure out how to not be controlled. So he calls up people quite often to show them how easily he can control them. Not with the, point of showing the class how to control but to show them how they're easily how they're being easily controlled and he said repeatedly if you don't figure this out you'll die you have to figure out how to not let me control you basically to not let me off balance you to not be off balance to begin with and that's you know, uh, not these two individuals really, but, uh, many people that I see are as UK or I see UK is just, you know, you throw that punch out and you just stand there and wait for somebody to do something or you, you throw the punch at Hatsumi Sensei and you're totally off balance. Because it gets you overextended. <clears throat> but I, what I don't see is people correcting that. When they're a Zuke and they'll punch and they get off balance because he just falls backwards <clears throat> a little bit and so you try to chase him. But when you do that, 
I don't see these when people do that a lot of quite often I don't see them correcting their balance. And it should be immediate and automatic. When you miss somebody with a sword or a punch or a knife or whatever, you should be resetting your structure immediately. Is in the middle of the thrust. Your structure needs to get reset to be in balance at all times. <clears throat> and I talked about this last time. I think I wrote something about it. About don't train your uke to fail. Don't let your, you guys that teach and, and ladies that teach, don't always have your uke fail. Teach them how to properly punch and to reset and I don't say actively fight the Tory during the technique because then nobody accomplishes anything, but they should be actively aware of their balance at all times and where their breaking points are, where their balance breaks are, how to correct them, how to adjust, how to sink your weight, pivot, uh, pull back, those kinds of things, all the way through the technique being done on them. And I liken it to like uh, Hongyaku, right? You get into Hongyaku, you, somebody gets me in a Hongyaku, and I see how far I can go before it's just too painful for me to resist or I have to escape or something. Where's my last bit? Where's my last point where I can escape? I'm always trying to figure that out. I don't always escape from it. I allow the person to do whatever they're doing to me, right? But I'm always trying to push my escape point to be lower and lower or later and later in the technique. So, um, I mean, at a, at a, mac, a, mic, a macro level, it's like stretching the wrist, getting the wrist flexed enough or used to being twisted, uh, flexed to where it doesn't hurt and or you increase the range of motion, right? Yeah, you know, it's like with uh, onikudaki with a shoulder. You know, opening your shoulder up, relaxing, letting go of the tension in your shoulder when that's being done, and then you can take it a lot longer. Right? I think all of you that train know this. But why, so we may do that when somebody's doing a technique on us. But why don't we do that when we punch? Why don't we do that when when we punch Hatsumi Sensei? And he overextends us. You're like, oh, he's overextended me. Let me reset my balance. Let me make sure my structure's correct. Or he moves, so I'll pull back my hand a little bit. Right? Not saying resist sensei. Let him do the technique, but don't give him any freebies, I guess. He doesn't, he doesn't really necessarily want them. I watched Bruno was just here. He's a great guy, big guy. And since they told Bruno to punch and he just sort of over his shoulder told him to go ahead and punch and he turned around and Bruno just almost looked like he was going to almost deck Sensei. He came very close because he just drove right in with a very strong punch. And Sensei just moved a little bit to the side and got a big grin on his face and then threw him down. It was a lot different than what he, the way he had done it to say Shiraishi. And the thing is, Sensei likes that. I'm not saying come here and try to hit Sensei. Uh, we all respect Sensei. 
I'm just saying you don't have to take a fall for him to make him look good. He doesn't need any of us to make him look good. He looks good all by himself. And what you should really focus on if you're ever his uke or when you're uke for somebody else and they're doing a technique is learning how to survive it and not be controlled. Mark and I do this. I think I talked about this last time. We kind of do this with a Mark's um, got the, the long history with the sword in Shinkage, the Tenouchi, the grip of the sword. Right. If we're doing a mutodori against the sword uh, and say I'm doing it, the technique that since I showed to Mark, I'll start to move his sword and then he'll make sure his grip is really strong. And I have to move him in such a way that gets him off balance, that breaks that grip, that strong grip. And maybe partway through the technique, we'll, he'll regrip. If I start to give his balance back to him, he'll go, oh, he just gave it back to me, so he gets a good grip on the sword again. And then I'm fighting him, right? So we work that. We work it kind of that way, and it's really, really good training. I really enjoyed doing that with uh, Mark. It gives me great insight into how I'm moving him or my opponent, how I'm affecting them or how I'm not affecting them in, in many regards. So we kind of do that. We use that Tainouichi term, but we'll kind of do that with everything, whether it's a knife or it's a punch or a grab or whatever. We'll like get a good grip. We'll have a really good punch. We'll be in good solid balance. And then that's the point where the technique starts. When the uke is in really good balance. Hopefully that makes sense to people. But the other half of controlling your opponent training right now is to not be controlled by your opponent. Like the Godon test, right? I'm giving you the Godon test. Typically I'm in control. If you allow me to have control, then I will push you out of the way when I give you the Godon test. If you relax enough to allow me to have that uh, responsibility to move you, you'll move. The act of moving is you gaining control back. Sensei says there's two parts to passing the Godon test. One part is feeling it. The other part is getting the hell out of the way. The Taijutsu that, you know, allows you to get out of the way. If you have one but not the other, then you're going to fail. You feel it but you can't get out of the way or you don't get out of the way properly, then you're going to fail. If you get out of the way but you don't feel it, then you're going to fail. So there's two parts of that. So I kind of like in the that uh, not being controlling your opponent, but then not being controlled. And that's a really a big theme, I think, a takeaway. And I asked and say about that. I said, it seems to me there's two parts to this control thing. There's the Tory part and the UK part. And that we've been focusing on doing the controlling part, right? But now it looks like you want us to focus also on not being controlled when this is being done to us. And he gave me the so 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 so. That's why you're a good daishian. You should tell everybody. 
So I'm telling everybody right now, all 100 of you. All right. So I've talked for a very long time, and we covered a lot of ground. And I'm going to open it up for a few last minutes uh, here for any final questions. And I thank you all for staying on. I know Jason, it was 2 in the morning when we started, about 3.30 now, I think, or close to that for you in the morning. You're still there. Uh, thanks for hanging in, buddy. Yes, I'm still here. You gave us a lot to think about. Cool. Yeah, it was quite a bit, right? But if you have if you have questions uh, that you think of later, and or maybe you don't want to bring them up now uh, here in this format where it will be out loud, uh, please feel free to instant message me. I'm happy to uh, happy to try to help uh, answer them for you. I don't know everything. And I'll be the first to admit it, but I'll do the best I can, and I'll try to uh, try to find the answers for you if I if I don't have them. What about white belts or green belts who want to go to Japan and train? Is there uh, any protocol that they should be following, or any prep work they need to do before going? Yeah, you should make sure they uh, have the fundamentals, I think, of the Kionapo and the Sanshin so that they at least uh, know some of that. Um, basic Ichimunji, uh, how to punch, how to kick in a basic way, you know, so that none of that's really that new. Uh, I think Joanne came to Japan the first time she was a ninth Q. And I, I remember... Uh, she had trained, uh, for about six months prior to coming to Japan and got her ninth cue, uh, somewhere around there and she helped, uh, with our, uh, Washington Taikai, the 93 Taikai that we had. And so she got exposed to Sensei at the Taikai maybe a few months into her training, maybe three months into the training. And then she went to Japan in uh, November, December for Daikomiosai that year. So it was about six months after she started. And I just made sure she had a grounding and how to stand in Ichimonji, how to punch and kick out of Ichimonji properly and uh, do the basics of the Kionapo and the Sanshin so that she wouldn't be lost if we did those types of things. Because, you know, a lot of what we do, quite a bit, most of what we do really is you can trace back to our foundation work in the Kionapo and the Sunshine. Awesome. <clears throat> so the final thing, I retire uh, the end of June. And uh looks like we'll probably be leaving Japan uh, then. Uh, Joanne still has to work for the government uh, for a couple more years. So I will probably follow her wherever she goes unless I get offered a really decent job over here in the uh, private sector. Uh, looking like probably going to be somewhere stateside. Uh, uh, she's really been looking hard for her next job uh, overseas to stay overseas somewhere, but um, we're getting down to the point where We'll probably end up having to go back to headquarters area, so Fort Meade, uh, Baltimore area. So it's not all that bad, but uh, I, it doesn't matter where we go to me. I, as long as I can get to an airport, I plan to travel and train, and I'll be back in Japan a good bit, and I'll be teaching a lot 
uh, all over the world, and I really enjoy that. So I look forward to training uh, with everyone. And uh, just so people know, if you happen to be interested in having me come to do a seminar, my schedule is totally open come 1 July. So let those invitations start rolling in. <laughs> I'd like to get down to South Africa sometime later in the year. And I've talked to Jason about that. I'd like to get back up to Vancouver in Canada. Talk to a couple of folks about that. Um, nothing, nothing's firm yet. I'd like to get back down to Australia early July or um, right after I retire and before I head back to the States. Um, you know, with the Kim Jong crazy pants guy over in North Korea, it's not not easy for me to travel out of the country right now. So with things going on there, but come one July, I'm wide open. Enjoyed my time down in LA a few weeks ago. Uh, Joanne and I were, were out there for a seminar. Uh, one thing on the training schedule here in Japan, Ishizuka started training. Uh, he's got a day at Hombu that he teaches now. So that's something that's new for here. Uh, another thing is Sino, Sino's continue to have stomach problems and so he's been away a lot and he'll be away for a month, uh, for treatment or something and then he'll come back for a, a brief period and then he'll go away again. So I, I'm not positive if anybody's taken his Sunday rotation at Hombu or not, or are they just keeping with uh, Nagato, Noguchi, and Sumeya, and they're just rotating them quicker uh, through? I, I don't recall seeing if, like, uh, Isuka or, or one of the others uh, may have taken over Sunday morning session. I'm going to try to go tomorrow morning, and I'll film uh, Nagato. I, last week I filmed Hatsumi Sensei. It was that day that I came to class late and, and we had the Buyu Kai. I asked Sensei and he said, of course you can film. And I said it was for our website, our private website that you had to subscribe for. So he seemed to be good with that. I'm not going to film him all the time, but maybe a couple times a year I'll ask if I can film for the website and the rest of the time I'll be filming Nagato Sensei and, uh, Noguchi Sensei when I can. And uh, we love the Bujinkan, and, and out of the kindness of their heart, they've been kind of doing this with me. All right, so I am going to the Park Hyatt tonight. We're not, that's where the Lost in Translation uh, movie bar was. And it looks like we've got uh, two hours all you can eat and drink. Uh, Nomi Hodai, Tabe Hodai tonight. But actually, I will be getting up early tomorrow morning to try to catch the early training at Hombu. Thank you very much, sir. Hopefully we can do this again, too. Cheers. That was Daishi Han, Philip Lagar, who lives in Japan right now, currently. We might be able to get him one more time for our next podcast next month. As always, if you have any questions or you want to get help us, you can contact us at com. See you next month.